Hello everyone, my name is Dan and my least favorite food is fish. Any kind of any kind of seafood. So crawfish, shrimp, salmon. If it lives in the water, I don't eat it. Wow. Well that this discounts you from a lot of Louisiana, but uh I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> my name is Andrew and my least favorite food is fermented soybean called natto, and it's a Japanese thing. And we're over it. I do appreciate that you know the proper word for that. Yeah, because there's, uh, believe it or not, in a lot of uh, South Asian cultures and in Asian cultures in general, there's a lot of fermented soybeans in general, and this is just one specific version that comes in these little styrofoam containers, and when you open it up, it just smells awful. Like I described it to you before, uh, you know, our, our, our podcast, and I don't want to do that for our listeners because it's a little rude because a whole culture of people loves it. And I've had it millions of ways too. That's the other thing too. I've tried it uh-huh. in like fried in gyoza. I've tried it in noodles. I've tried it just over rice with egg. I've tried it a ton of ways because I wanted to like it because it's super healthy for you, but it tastes awful. And there's the texture is slimy and yeah. it's, <laughs> so what about fish to get to you? I've just never liked it. And it's so funny because everybody in my family loves fish. Is it culturally like a big thing for your family too? I wouldn't say it's culturally, but it's just very accepted to eat fish. You know, sure. um, Argentina and Uruguay are both sure. coastal countries. Catholic. Right, Catholic. Catholic. Mm-hmm. Fish on Fridays during Lent. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess, but that's just a certain kind, like, you, it's not like you have shrimp or, you know what I mean, like. You're right, you're no, right. Excuse, excuse me, no, trying, to, trying to throw my, my limited <laughs> knowledge about Catholicism at you. I, I appreciate the attempt. <laughs> but, but, yeah, so my family, they eat sushi, they eat salmon, they eat everything that you can think of, but I just never acquired the taste for it. And it's funny too for our listeners. Dan and I are, are friends outside of just the podcast. Mm-hmm. And every time we go to any place that's sushi, Dan always gets chicken teriyaki, and everyone kind of gives him shit about it. I'm like, can y'all just let Dan live a Not little? Not always. Bit? Like, Not I'll, always. I'll get some side eye. Well, I'll definitely dish some side eye. <laughs> but I'll eat ramen. I'll eat. You know, it depends on the kind of place. Sure. If I, if we go to like spice, for example, I'll get the lemongrass chicken. I won't eat fish. That's the thing. Like if. Teriyaki is the only thing that's sure, available. Sure, that isn't fish. Then, obviously, I'll eat it because it's delicious. Sure. But then also because it's the only thing there. Now, what about, have you? are you adverse to, like, fish broth? Like a soup? Yes. Okay, even fish. Wow. Yeah, the smell, the wow. taste. It's a, it's a whole encompassing it's thing. The whole thing. Man, that's uh, a... whole kitten kaboom. I mean, thank goodness you don't live, I don't know, like Hawaii or something. I feel like it would be, you'd basically have to eat pork all the time, which also is really acceptable there right. too, but wow, okay. We're really getting we're really getting into the Yeah, really just unpacking Dan. I'm an onion everyone. <laughs> just getting through those layers. <laughs> so today we're gonna be talking about what we're over and uh, one of the things that I've I, I've known I've been over before, but now I can kind of put it I think in better terms, but, um, you know, there are many aspects of cohabitation that I'm very over. Hot topic, everyone. Hot, Hot topic. topic. So for those of you uh, who, who have parents that are, you know, not the older generation, but just old enough where if you say living together, that is somehow worse than saying cohabitation. They had to, my parents had to like break it to 
other family members that my partner and I are cohabitating, not living together. Because living together implies we're living in sin. But cohabitation... Your parents do not seem like the one, like... Oh, they don't care. Oh, oh, so you said Angie's parents? Well, I mean, no, her parents, I don't think, say it. It's like an unspoken thing. But my parents had to explain to, like, other people. Even my mom got... Because I'm her... So then they do care. Kind of. But they also live... They also live together in the 70s. Right. So I'm just like, hey... My mom's like, oh, so you guys will be cohabitating? I'm like, yes, we're living together. And she's like, cohabitation? Mom, you know what? (laughs) Parents pick and choose what they want to be okay with, right? When my partner and I went home and he was going to spend the night at my parents' house for the first time, Mm. my father and my mother both said, you can sleep in one room, you can sleep in the other room. And I said, absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. And they, they looked at me like I was crazy, and I was like, my brother lived here for three years with his girlfriend, and you uh, never once asked her to sleep in the other room. Mm-hmm. So, if you would feel more comfortable that he sleeps in the other room, I would feel more comfortable sleeping at a hotel. Ooh. And my mother got like, what? No! You can, <laughs> of course you can sleep in the same room together. And Whoa. I was like, that's right, because you're not coming for me like that. And i got to be honest, parents... Those, those of you that, that are parents or those of you that, that have children that are of the age where they're bringing home their significant other, right. for the most part, nothing turns me off less than spending a whole holiday with my family. The last thing on my mind is getting any, because I am so emotionally drained. Turns you off less, so it turns you on a lot? No, it turns me off, turns me off le- like turns me on less. And spending time with my family. I was like, whoops, this Freudian slip. <laughs> hey-o, hey-o. Now, it's like, I'm not the last thing on my mind, because the last thing on my mind when I visit my family is like, yeah, I'm gonna fuck. I don't know, that's just, that's just me. Right. I also, like, I've also brought home, mul- like, many, many different partners, and oh, I'm yes. not saying that I, a thousand million, yeah. it's not, I'm not saying that I haven't had sex when I'm, like, home visiting my parents, but I'm also an adult please just respect the fact that i will respect your boundaries and your privacy right if you do the same for me uh but you know we got a little off topic but cohabitation cohabitation so so dan how long did you live with your partner um like yeah how long did you live with your partner uh i think it was a year and a half because we dated for a year when he was living in Sunnyside, right? When he was living in up to, up Upper West Side, oh, okay, one hundred and fifty ninth Street, I think it was. And I moved into my apartment for six months because I wanted it to be my space. Yeah. Before bringing somebody else in, and then he lived with me for a year and a half before he moved. To San Francisco to do his doctorate. Mm. So what what things did you find out about your lovely partner that made you go, ooh, oh my gosh. I wish there was a red flag for this. 
I don't know if there were any red flags, but I didn't realize that I was the clean one. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't you, know. You and me both, yeah. honestly. I mean, I'm not surprised. You, and uh, you okay. know, I'm not going to... I'll wait my turn to throw some shade, but... Mm. But yeah, isn't it weird when you're like, I thought I was living in filth, and you're like, oh my god, what are you doing? Right, and it's not like, it's not dirt, but it's just, I would always have to be the one that said, it's time for us to do the dishes, or it's time for us to do laundry, or it's oh. time for us to... Oh, I hate you that. You know, oh, and I, hate I that. don't like to be the one that always has to prod. Oh, I'm over that. You know? Yeah. And it's just so annoying. And granted, now that he's not here, I have to do all of the dishes. Sure. But they're mine. <laughs> I, I got, I totally understand that. So, yeah, so when I was, when I was unemployed, I wasn't like technically living sure. with Angie at the time, but I was, uh, but I was spending a lot of time there because it was just better for me than just spending all the time in my own apartment. Right. It was just, it was better that I just have a support system while I was, you know, going through that that difficult time. And so I had no problem cleaning, doing all the laundry, sure. doing all the dishes because I really didn't feel like I was pulling my weight. Otherwise, like I couldn't, I didn't necessarily pitch, pitch in on groceries as much as I, as I should have. Mm -hmm. But I was, I was like, for me, I wanted to pitch in and help out. But now that it's, you know, it's equal share, it it's frustrating that I know I'm going to come home tonight after we do our cast and I'm going to do all the dishes because that's what I always do. And I know for a fact I'm the one who's going to keep the kitchen clean. I'm the one that instituted that we wake up early on Sunday mornings so that we do laundry. And no matter what, I'm the one that always has to end up folding it. And I don't mind that because I'm very specific the way I like my things folded. But you know... Well, you have to fold all of it? Yeah, because normally when we do it early, we'll like put in a load of laundry, go to Trader Joe's early because that's the only time things are available at our Trader Joe's, then come back and then, you know, fold it. I actually kind of like doing it uh, in, in many ways because one, like I said, I, I'm, I'm specific about right. the way I fold things, but also it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things that uh, when... I didn't realize how OCD I was yeah. on certain things until I really was very conscious of, I like my dishes done this way. I like sure. my food cooked this way. I like this. So it's a, it's a way for me to kind of assert control that I appreciate mm -hmm. and that I, that is very self-serving to me. But then when your partner doesn't put away her clothes for a week and it's just laying everywhere, like the end of our but bed. What, what is she doing? Because if she's not doing laundry, she's not doing dishes. She's, she's looking at dresses on Madewell instead of doing work. But have you had the conversation with her? Yes. And what happened? I know, I know, I know. Oh no, I can see it. I can and hear it's it. It's like for me, it's it's like I really try, and I know that a lot of my shit is all over the place, but it's cleaned up, and just even our desk is supposed to be a, a space that we go to habitate. It's kind of a small desk, but I was like. If you want to put your computer here, you can just unplug my keyboard, put the keyboard in so that it feels like your space too. Her side is just garbage. And I'm like, what, what is it doing here? I, like, this doesn't need this. Everything should have a place. Right. And everything should be in its place. And I really, and I also don't like being the one to be like, hey, my mess isn't here. Clean right. up your shit. Because, you know, I, I'm not that contentious. And I, and more than one person has made the comment, Oh, Andrew, you have too much clothing. So, and I take up all the closet space, so I'm totally okay with that. 
but it's uh but did you but did you uh and your partner ever have issues keeping the bathroom clean no i mean we never really had a space issue just because we both moved here with not a lot of stuff to begin with Oh, you didn't become a hoarder like me. Mm-hmm. No. Um, <laughs> or Angie, for that matter. Yeah, and then we really tried to be mindful with the space. Like, by the fridge, we have that bookshelf that actually serves to hold, like, our plates and our pots and our microwave. Your giant thing of whey. A giant, my giant barrel of whey protein and creatine, yeah. The, the couch is also a full bed and a storage space, so... You know, the trunk that I use the dining room or the living room table has storage for our board games and all that stuff. So everything has more than one use. Yeah, that is, uh, that's pretty, that's pretty helpful. I think that's, yeah, and I mean, for the most part, uh, when, when uh, your partner was living with you, he didn't necessarily need a ton of desk space, right? Well, this was his desk. Oh. Yeah. So, oh, that's right. You kept your computer over on your, like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. The other table. Because. But then he got a laptop, and then no. he didn't really need. See, that's the other So that's the other thing, too. It's like, I feel bad that, that we went to Ikea and bought this desk that we were like, we're going to share this. And mm-hmm. then she just ends up doing all her work on the couch. Which so I, it's also just her. Yeah. Normally. That's her. I know, but I feel bad. And, you know, we also carved out all this space, too, for this fucking keyboard she had and uh, like piano sure and we both can't find the power supply so it's literally just like a taking up space you know i we're gonna have to fix that too especially because you know wedding season's coming up and i'm gonna have to learn mm-hmm. a bunch of music and i have like a mini input system sure and you know it's gonna we'll we'll see uh, we've just gotten we've gotten to the point where things are settled mm-hmm. so it's not Nothing is putting out a fire every every five seconds. Me like, yeah. where's this gonna go? Where's this gonna go? How are we gonna do this? You know that sort of shit. So, and you haven't seen it yet, have you? No, oh. I have not been invited yet. You are invited. You've heard it. You've heard it here first. You are of course invited. It just don't be alarmed that it gets no sunlight. I mean, <laughs> we are constantly living in the shade. Sounds sounds like that every day. <laughs> you know. The, what have you learned about Angie by living with her that you could have only learned by mm. living with her? Are there any, like, quirks besides oh. the fact that she doesn't clean up? <laughs> oh, my God. So her really weird eating and, like, functioning schedule. Like, the, oh, the schedule. Just in general... Yeah, because there, there's that certain there's that certain thing when you're first starting out in a relationship. You kind of, like, do everything together. You know, like, sure. you can go to bed at the same time. Or, you know, you kind of, like, do this and do that. And then once once you're in a relationship long enough, you just start to become more independent, which I think yeah. is really good in, when it comes to growth. Uh, and especially when she was in school, I mean, Lord, I'd be like, I'll go to bed. It's midnight. Yeah. And she'd be up until 4 in the morning and then get up at 7 and go to a, a workout class and then go to work all day. And just like her really weird eating schedule, it's like she's constantly grazing throughout the day, but it's like the most inconvenient style of grazing because it's like, it's not like a lot of food, it's just like really random foods that, not that I was planning on doing anything with, it's just like I'll look in the kitchen and be like, oh, 
We had a whole carton of blackberries. I guess Angie just had that all last night while she was looking at Mabel dresses pretending to work while watching Grace and Frankie. So yeah. it's like, it's it's the we and also the snack thing. Like I knew that she liked snacks. She even brought it up when we first started dating. But we specifically got a whole set of mason jars from IKEA so that we can put different snacks in them. And then the audacity. We, she would like finish a snack halfway, get bored with it, and just dump another snack on top oh, of it. No. And so I didn't say anything because I was like, well, I guess that's just what's going to happen now. And then yeah. she brought it up. She's like, I don't know why I did that. That was really dumb. <laughs> so now we have a, you have to finish the snack in the giant mason jar first. But we literally, we literally keep Trader Joe's like snacks in constant rotation. Yeah. What are so, your favorite snacks from Trader Joe's? Oh my god. Angie actually wants to make a um, an Instagram account that just of reviews Trader Joe's snacks. And I'm like, yes, please. Um, so they, they're ghost pepper potato chips. No. Oh my god. No. Those things make... Pass. Those and, this, and the sesame sticks that they have. I could eat those sesame sticks. Hard pass. <laughs> Jeez. I know. I'm a little weird when it comes to snacks. It's like, I love potato chips, but I don't, I want them to be really special because if like, we're going to potato chips, do nothing for me. Not going to not, like, I know people that love vanilla. I know people that love plain potato chips. I know people that love plain cheese pizza. I'm one of people that likes all those things, but I also, if I'm going to go out and consciously spend $3 on a bag of chips, yeah. I want it to be a little special. I kind of want to like, if it's like, a, if it's like a free bag of of whatever, I don't want to name drop too much, right. but if it's a free bag of something with like a sandwich I'm getting at the bodega, I could give less of a fuck what it is, it's yeah. probably going to go on my sandwich anyways. But if I'm just eating a bag of chips on your sandwich? You don't put chips on your sandwich? Yeah, I don't. You've never put chips on your potatoes? I didn't say never. Oh. But it's just, I don't, you and crunch, this is the I second time crunch. that you've brought up like oh. the texture of crunchiness in your food oh my positive. Oh god. And I'm not that. I am the kind of person which I'm going to get flamed all the way to hell and back. I'm going to be read like every book in the dentist's office. But I love soggy cereal. I do not like crunchy cereal. Wow. Yes. That is the kind of person that I am. Thank you. Well, I think I agree with you some on some cereals. If we're talking if we're talking some serious crispies like cocoa crispies, I'm talking about Every cereal. I, I can I can even fuck with like some corn pops that are soggy, but no, sorry. Anything but corn pops. <laughs> but corn pops is the corn pops are the worst cereal. Why do you hate yourself if you're eating that? I always thought Special K was. No, no, it's and definitely we, corn pops. Here we are reading out Kellogg's. Sponsor us. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> I am at a loss for words because I cannot describe how much I am anti-corn pops. And anti-crunch. Yeah, anti-crunch, yeah, but I would I would say I would rather eat every cereal I've ever had soggy, crunchy, than eat pops. Hmm, whoa. That's 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 some that's some serious It just tastes like you're eating cardboard. Yeah. Like, just remember, just think about a little kernel of pop, and you just pop it in your mouth, and you bite down, and it gives you that squeezing noise and sensation that Ooh, you Oh, but get. I kind of like, that's why I like cheese puffs a little bit. 
cheese puffs at least don't taste like hard. That's bark. true. Well, I think also for they me, they taste like chemical. <laughs> I think also for me, the reason why I like uh, I like something like corn pops, and for, actually my favorite cereal of all time is Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I mean, General Mills sponsor us. I love me some Cinnamon Toast, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. But I think for me, it's like my mom was super stringent about how much sugar we into sure. as, as a child. So once a week, no, 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 not once a week. Like once every two weeks, we were allowed to get like a sugary cereal. It didn't matter what. Mm-hmm. And we belonged to you know BJ's Wholesale Club, so oftentimes they would only have like giant boxes of Frosted Flakes or Corn Pops. So I just got used to it, you know. I mean, so you don't like the Frosted Flakes? Oh, I love Frosted Flakes. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, but you know, just thinking back, I'm like, no wonder I was hungry at like 9 a.m. every day, you know, at school. But you know, not to get too far on a cereal tangent. What did you find out about your partner that you would have only found out if you were cohabitating? That is a hard question because I feel like I knew Tom really well before I moved in. I mean, how long it takes him to put on his socks? <laughs> also, tea. But <laughs> something that I learned about Tom only after he moved in, I think it was doesn't like the overstimulated. Really? Yes. So I'm the kind of person where if you like scratch my head or if you do that thing where you're like just lightly touching somebody's oh, arm. Oh, yeah. I, I, I fuck with that. You, right. Super calming for me. Yeah. All that stuff. I like to make out. I like to cuddle. You know, I'm, I'm basically a teddy bear. And I can attest. He is not that kind of person. And the only reason that I knew that is because we lived together. Because when we were dating and he was just coming to visit, we would like hang out and you know, we would cuddle and all that stuff. But then he would go home and he wouldn't, sure. right? But when we started living together, it was like, I don't want to be touched right now. Or like, and I'm like, as a passionate Latino man, I'm yeah. like, what do you mean you don't want to touch right now? Like, <laughs> what do you mean you don't want to cuddle? You don't want to make out? Like, what the fuck? Uh. And so it took me a long time to be okay with that. And I, I honestly have to ask myself, it's like, am I okay dating somebody or being with somebody that doesn't like to express themselves in the same way that I like to express how I feel about someone? Sure. Because for me, when he, when I, when we first started dating, he's like, you know, when we first started, when we first started living together, and I was like. Maybe he doesn't like me as much as I thought he did. Oh. Which is not necessarily the case, but when that is the way that you express sure. your emotion, and you haven't seen that side of someone before, yeah, that's you have to think, did something change? Yeah, especially because in general, just the stress of, you know, sharing your space with somebody, sure, is a lot, and it's not for everybody. When I first moved to the city, I moved with somebody that I've been dating for almost two years at that yeah. point, we should have never lived together. Right. That shit was awful. I mean, flash forward to now, I should have seen it, but I was poor, didn't know one in the city really. I was in grad school. I put up with a lot of shit that I shouldn't have, a lot of really bad abuse that I shouldn't have, because I was like, I don't know any better. Yeah. But, you know, that's... That stress is a lot. I can yeah. understand, and also like in general, like Tom is can be a pretty kind of aloof person in general. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't shock me, 
but I'm also like, I would also think that because he was he he knows you so well that he would, you know, want to I don't know kind of kind of melds part of his love language to your love language. No, and he does, but those, like you can as much as you want to do things for someone else. There's only so much the ruler can bend before it breaks, right? Yeah, that's true. And so, you know, it, we're over it now. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, we, said, we said the thing. We said the thing. We said the title. Drink! <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we're over it now. We understand each other a lot more, but it was something that we needed to understand and get through at the time. And, yeah, it was just difficult because we hadn't really talked about how do we express ourselves? Sure. What does that mean? And Tom, Tom is completely, not completely, but Tom has changed a lot and he has morphed into someone different than who he was when I met him. And I think a lot of that, is, and so have I, right? You know, yeah. once you start dating someone that you're in love with and that you want to spend your life with, then you ultimately start making changes to become more compatible yeah compatible right. yeah yeah uh, it's, it's or, not, yeah it's not like a you have to change because i'm right it's like we are changing together we're evolving together right and it's it's one of those things where now i do things that i didn't used to because i know he likes it and he is okay with doing things that you know that i like and it's just one of those compromises of being in a relationship right yeah i i also think that there's like uh you know i i was thinking about this the other day too because i knew that i want to talk about this on on the cast so I feel like you know how everything is a spectrum? Yeah. And everyone talks about, oh, this is a red flag, and so a white flag is complete surrender, and a red flag is like bad news. There's a lot of white to pink to red flags, and I think that when you get to like something that's like a salmon colored pink, that's like a compromise. Mm -hmm. That's like a, oh yeah, I really have no problem doing this because that's kind of, because you know, you know, some pink flags, you're like, ooh, I'm not, this is a little too salmon for right. my taste. Like, this is a little too shrimp colored for my taste. I'm using seafood references right. as well to yeah, I circle. Yeah. It's like, you know, I I noticed this thing, and with proper communication, this can go back to, like, kind of a more of a, a, a lighter coral sort of thing that right. we can all kind of, that I have no problem compromising on. And I think that when it comes to cohabitation, because, you know, this is my second time doing this with somebody sure. in my adult life. I'm a lot more open. I'm also a much better person than I was when I was 22. I mean, I was a fucking asshole when I was 22. I, if I could, if I could tell my 22-year-old self anything, I'd be like, listen, it's really, it's really about communication. It's really, and I know that's so stupid, but I mean, you and I love watching the show uh, Grace and Frankie, and one of the things that I kind of appreciate uh, about about Saul and um, oh, what's his name? I keep wanting to call him Martin because it's Martin Sheen. But right. it's not. Um, they have a really good relationship because they they talk everything out. I mean, I know there's a lot of issues, and I know it's kind of planned for comedy's sake and drama's sake. Yeah. But they really, at the end of the day, they really talk, know when to eat crow. Yeah. And really, at the end of the day, it's not about being right. It's about being right. It's about it. To, for me, at least, it's about you know being fair. Right. And being open and, and communicating. Sure. And, you know, I mean, have you have you found, what is the biggest compromise you think that you've had to make while, co while cohabitating? 
the biggest compromise I've had to make while cohabitating. And it can even be something that you used to be super over, because this is over it. Right. Or what what would you say is something that you felt that you initially were like, oh no, oh hell no, this is my house, these are my rules, but then as you, or something that was kind of brought up that you're like, I don't think I can do this, but then it kind of, as it went along, you're like, oh wait, I feel like I'm more open and more accepting. I think it's just getting used to a shared space. Sure. Because when I was an undergrad, I was an RA, had my own room for five years. Yeah. When I was a grad student, I had my own year. My own my own year. Yeah, it was own, just for me. The year right. of Dan. He just waved exactly. everybody from his tower going, hello. Got everything done. Yes, Didn't have to queen. For it. Uh, I would say that... In grad school, I had my own space mm. for two years, and then just having somebody else live with you, and you're not able to use the computer when you want to use it because they're oh. sleeping, or you know, I want to take a nap, but they're studying on the bed, or you know, I want to have people over, but I have to double check to make sure that that's okay because yeah. Tom is an introvert and. Sometimes he just doesn't want people over. He doesn't want to hang out with people. Or he'll be like, oh, I'm going to go do this something on my own. Sure. And then I have to be like, well, now I feel bad because you're leaving. Or I'm just going to cancel my plans because I don't want to inconvenience you. Oh. So I think just taking someone else into consideration when you, when you do yeah. pretty much anything is a big piece of it. You know, that's a, really, that's a really interesting thing that you bring up because for the most part, both Angie and I live pretty separate lives in so many sure. ways um and for me one of the biggest compromises that i had to make which i have no problem doing was you know you know thursday through sunday just like getting stupid drunk all the time which i needed to do that anyways because that's just you know not healthy and, and that's all free when you know i was covering a lot of other right. issues but and even if i'm going to go visit like my friends on long island i ask her first is that okay why are you asking me yeah like because i'm taking other person into consideration so one of the things i'm starting to notice is I'm not always taken into consideration when things are when things are happening, and right. you know, the, one of the, one of the things that came up was uh, there was back when we lived uh, in, in downtown, her space was a lot bigger, and she had rehearsal every week at her place, which uh-huh. I never, of course, had problem with because a it was her space technically. Yeah. B, I had plenty of my own space to do whatever, and then when we downsized, she kind of got a little bit of pressure to have rehearsals back at her space. And my first thing was no, and I know, and I didn't mean to be unreasonable, but I was like, we can barely fit both of us in here, and you know, I know that it's very, and I even had to uh, be very real and be like, I know that I'm being selfish, but this, we went from having three times the space to not, and I'm kind of trapped in the room, which I don't mind, because I'm just gonna play video games, but it means I have to do everything I have to do by the time they show up at seven, because I don't want to interrupt, and I know they're cool about it, and I know that no one's gonna mind, but I mind because right. I wouldn't want someone messing up my rehearsal because that's 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 me because that's how I do, uh, and you know I was able to say that you know, but uh, we talked it out, and I was like, yeah, once or twice a month, totally fine, like I have no problem because I love everyone right. in her acapella group, 
uh, hashtag MezzoNYC, at MezzoNYC on Instagram. They're badass women. I love them all. I actually joined a karaoke league. <laughs> First means tomorrow. We're called the Smooth Opera Raiders. Wow. That's a lot. But yeah, that was a thing that, that was a big test was because it was... We were going to talk about that. Yeah. One day. One day. But it that was a big test, and that was a lot of I uh, you know I had it was a lot of communication and all, not staying mad. That's another thing too. Like I know that's like that old adage, like don't go to bed mad, but don't go to bed mad. But that adage is actually wrong. Yeah. Because giving yourself that time to cool off will make you better communicator. I agree. I tried to do that once, and I was read I was read the right act about that. Right. I was like, what if I want to sleep on the couch because I don't feel welcome in this bed right now? Mm-hmm. I want to sleep on the couch because I need time. But, yeah, don't go to bed. I still think don't go to bed, man. I think whatever you need to do That's to true. get yourself in the right mind. If that is... Like when I have an argument, I need to talk about it right then because I am a verbal processor. Yes, and you if are. you leave me alone, it will fester and grow. Mm. If I hold a grudge, I hold a grudge, and that I is, have, you know I love my mother, but it's I got it from that side of the family. Yeah, because my mom can hold it. She once she didn't talk to her father for years Ooh. after they had an argument. There are friends that I know that she used to talk to, and she not doesn't talk to them anymore. I'm not that bad. No, no, but no. But I do, you know, you fuck with me, I will always remember it. See, and that's, I, I you've never said that to my face, but I have also known I'm like, I'm not going to fuck with dad. I got that right away. I was like, hmm, I feel like this could be a grudge situation, so yeah. <laughs> let me not fuck anything up. No, but I. But for me, it's like you know, I one of one of one of the things that my anxiety does, which I fucking hate, is like my anxiety. My anxiety constantly brings up, you know, things that I'm upset about. Sure. And it brings up at the worst possible times, and it brings up like, I got in the showers today, and I remember, I remember like the time I was a fucking asshole to my parents in seventh grade. I was like, why the fuck? is my anxiety doing this? I'm not even anxious right now. What the fuck is wrong with me? Sure. But it's like, for me, if if I have too much space, then I am going to keep playing it over and over and over and over, and it, it will also fester for me. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I need that space mm-hmm. to cool off because, um, you know, I don't, I don't yell. I don't, I don't think in the past eight years I've actually yelled like actually raise my voice beyond sure. just you know normal speaking voice or even normal me being just loud in general i don't think i've yelled but it's like if i feel it coming i don't want to be there because i can yell really fucking loud and it's really scary and i don't want to do that and the last time i like really yelled at somebody i mean it this was it was, it was, was it an ex? It was, it was an ex, yeah, it was bad. It was after she threatened me with a knife in our kitchen. I mean, that's <laughs> fair, you know? It's like, what are you doing, bud? What are you doing? What are you doing? So this whole thing of cohabitation is not easy. Agreed. But I think one of the things that I am definitely not over is the fact that I know that, that someone, you know, li- someone that has your back if that's the right partner right. that person has your back 
and they want to, and it's nice to kind of come home to someone. And I don't, I don't mean to make you feel sad at all, Dan, because I know that yeah, right now yeah, you're, you're in transition. You know. You're in a trans. You're in a transition period. You hate me. Nah. <laughs> no, it's it's definitely difficult to start living with someone, and it's even more difficult, I would argue, to get used to life without them. Yeah. It is once you're once you're together. Mm-hmm. If you don't have to do long distance or be separated or something, don't do it because it becomes lonely. You realize how many of your friendships you have not been reinforcing because mm-hmm. once they leave, you now have all of this time, you have all of this freedom. You know, you don't have to ask about people coming over any of these things. But yeah. then you realize you don't have people that will come over. Yeah, because you spent all of your time with your partner and now you need a social group a friend group because you don't have your person anymore yeah i mean i hope i hope that that i hope that this podcast has helped some of that oh yeah of course yeah i mean that's not not that not that it was actually dan's idea to start the podcast everyone who listens to us this is he he looked at me straight in the eye and says do you want to start a podcast and i said yes <laughs> Well I, was, I, I, well, I was gonna not say it. But. Well, we were we were at dinner. We were at dinner. we were at, we were at, we were at dinner, and it just it just has blossomed from there. Mm-hmm. And uh, what what time are we at? We're at thirty seven minutes. Oh yeah, perfect. Let's you know what, uh, you know cohabitation. We are over portions of it, mm-hmm. but we're not over all of it because right. it it is a nice thing, and I feel like. You know, as much as much as I can't personally say for myself because I don't have kids yet. Right. If you know, I have a, a a son or a daughter or a whomever, and they want to cohabitate or live with right. a partner before they get married, I'm gonna be all on board with that because right. if I know who it is, depending on who it is. I mean, if it's if it's a, yeah, if it's, if a, it's a, a schmuck, then yeah, no. if it's a real schmuck, I was gonna say yeah. a heel. I like I like schmuck better. But it's like if it's a person I see them, I like it's healthy for them. I see it's correct. Right. I want that to happen because I you need you need to find out these things now. Right. And you need to know how to communicate in a close space with them now because yep. I mean look at look at the quote unquote greatest generation. They all came back from war, married their high school sweethearts just to get the the woman out of the house because otherwise they weren't allowed to. And then all of a sudden they realized, oh, you got PTSD and an alcoholic. Why are you beating me? Right. So it's like it's it's kind of especially well especially because we also get married a lot later in life in general yeah uh you know region abiding it's like i think it's just a safe thing to to know how someone is right the whole package before you even slip a ring on that finger because mm-hmm. lord knows i slipped the i've slipped a ring on a finger before and i shouldn't have so i mean <laughs> it happened so once again our social media uh, please follow us on Instagram at we're underscore over underscore it. And interact with us. Yes. Because we're over the fact that our fans right now don't interact with us. And I know that's because we've had, we're we're, we're working on so many things and just trying to get a really good package. Right. But you can. I you, totally, but to be fair, post it on Instagram. Yeah. Cute little picture, Barney. Looking a little perturbed. <laughs> trying to throw a little ball. <laughs> says uh, 
What was that? What was that picture say? Oh, it's oh, like, oh, try, when you're trying to be a ray of sunshine and people keep testing you. <laughs> I remember. Not a single person commented, and I was like, this is a funny meme. It's so it's funny. It's so funny. And, like, you and I have both been just posting memes, because, like, yeah. right now we're so, we don't have our artwork yet. At this point, you'll, from hearing this, you'll have all the stuff. Right. But it's like, we don't have, we don't have just everything done, and we're just trying right. to get a little bit of presence first. And I'm just like, mm. well, you, y'all can start. Y'all, y'all, y'all have more than enough information access. And to... it's at weird underscore over underscore it. That's our Instagram. Yeah, we're underscore over underscore it. Yep. And uh, from there, you can link to our Twitter, which honestly, our Twitter is is shower and bathroom thoughts and right. just different shade. We don't do the the cross. Uh, the cross posting, I feel like that's kind of right. lazy. And uh, our Patreon, yes, uh, patreon.com forward slash over it. And then our email is we're over it at yahoo.com. Send us an email, let us know what's going on. What are you over? And I'm Dan, I'm Andrew, and we're, we're over, over it. it.